With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'll tell you what, I will believe that there is a football game today. If and when the football flies over Heinz Field at 3.40 p.m. and not a split second before that. That's the way the Ravens have conducted themselves from the beginning. And now, even as it looks like they're maybe possibly nearing the end of their outbreak, the way they've been pushing buttons behind the scenes to keep delaying and delaying and delaying, even now that they're in Pittsburgh, I can promise you they are doing everything Everything within their power to not play that football game today. Good morning. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. And this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio Podcasting Network. This is the Daily Shot of Steelers. I did a regular Daily Shot show for a few months that included all of Pittsburgh's teams. Decided it would be a whole lot more fun to split them up. So now there's one every day on Steelers, Penguins, and Pirates. And I hope you can check out the other two if you're into, you know, hockey and baseball and that kind of thing. Sorry to start off with, like, I I know everyone's sick of this. I'm sick of this. You know, just play the game. The game itself is one of the funny things about this whole discussion. Isn't that big a deal? You know, the Steelers are 10-0, the Ravens are 6-4. Let's not pretend there's some great big AFC Northedness to this game. I mean, I know they don't like each other and everything else here, but the game itself, from an outcome-based perspective, doesn't mean really that much for all the fussing that's been done over it. Steelers, of course, you want to see them get better. You'd like to see them handle, you know, a couple of the stronger teams that they'll face the rest of the way. Buffalo, Indianapolis, please don't mention Cleveland in that group. Please don't do that. But if you make it to this stage after all these days and days and days of this back-and-forth drama, and here even last night the Ravens got on the plane and John Harbaugh's texting uh, his buddy Adam Schefter at ESPN, and he's texting his usual cadre of Baltimore reporters, and they're all putting out the exact same tweets at the exact same time from quote-unquote source, as if anybody's guessing as to who that might be. And even though the Ravens earlier in the day and the NFL said that there were no positive tests, well, what do you know? As soon as these texts start coming, the Ravens do have a positive test, and they have an additional one, one with a player and one with a staffer, We'll see where that goes today. And again, just, just, I know, you don't want to hear this any more than I do anymore. You know, you just want to see them play. But I also want to see something else today, if there's a game. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents 
who filed for workers' comp and who need help with medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. That's their thing. That's what they talk about. When I met with Larry Kelly for lunch not that long ago, that was the point that he kept making again and again. They've been keeping promises to their clients for over 80 years. LGKG can help you too. They have offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. You can learn more at lgkg.com or give them a call at 888-842-5454. Know what I want to see today? Can we keep a, a, a secret? Can we keep this to ourselves? Huh? Are we good like that? I want to see them beat these guys' brains out. Like, you are never supposed to say that. <laughs> you just aren't. But trust me when I tell you that my my heart and my aspirations are all in a good place here. As I swear to you right now, I would want that regardless of who was facing Baltimore today. It's not a Steelers thing. In fact, if you've been either listening to or reading my coverage of this whole mess. You'll notice I haven't mentioned the Steelers much at all. I haven't said the Steelers are getting jobbed. Oh, why is this so unfair to the Steelers? I've barely referenced them. Other than at one point to criticize the lack of a vocal response. That's about it. So when I say that, it's not, you know, here we go, Steelers. That's not what I'm doing here. I love to see teams or even individuals in sports who are reprehensible have their brains get beaten in. It's just such a rewarding thing. It can be a sprinter in the Olympics who you know has a history of cheating, and you just want to see something terrible happen to that sprinter. You know what I'm talking about. And when it's teams that behave the way the Ravens do, and who get away with it the way the Ravens do, and before them the way the Patriots did both of those things for a very long time. You can actually take more satisfaction, more pleasure out of watching that team lose than any positive result that could come from the day for your team. I know you know what I'm talking about. I can't stand the way the Ravens comport themselves as an organization. This isn't to suggest that they are, you know, some sort of organized crime family or something utterly evil like that. I'm not being a weirdo here. I'm keeping this in the context of sports. This is an organization that made up its mind a long time ago, way before John Harbaugh came along, this was more of a, a Brian Billick thing than anything else, that they were going to pattern themselves after the Steelers, and they became obsessed with the Steelers, and everything was Steelers, Steelers, Steelers. Until eventually, and this is to their credit, both Billick and Harbaugh had their shares of successes against the Steelers and, of course, against the rest of the league in winning Super Bowls. It's the how it's the how they are. It's the whining. It's the immature responses. It's that garbage that Harbaugh was doing with Mike Vrabel last week. And now it's this. You know, 24 of their players have now gone on the COVID list in the past nine days. 
And this head coach, by every reasonable reckoning, has done everything in his power to focus entirely on how he can just continue winning games and being uh, alive in the standings and gaming the NFL system so that he can delay and get more players back. Well, lo and behold, the Ravens will have four additional guys back tomorrow, including, in all likelihood, both of their starting running backs, Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. None of these people would have played if these games had gone on as not even just originally scheduled, but then the rescheduled. Nope. It had to be exactly Wednesday, and when it looked like the Ravens were going to play Tuesday, that's when all these shenanigans erupted. And they're still on the table. There were still tweets and texts last night from those same reporters getting those same hints from inside Baltimore world about how the players are still, you know, they're still nervous about this. Uh, The NFLPA is still on edge as to whether or not this game should be played and whatever. When the medical experts, the medical officials, have cleared the Ravens now two days in a row to participate in football games, and this couldn't be more transparent, what they're trying to do. Beat their brains in. No score is satisfactory. Let's get that on record somewhere. When we come back, I'll be joined by beat writer Dale Lawley. Joined now by Dale Lawley, our beat writer at DK Pittsburgh Sports. And Dale, let's try something completely different here. Let's talk about actual football, presuming, you know, that it actually gets played today. Uh, How badly should the Steelers beat this team, even assuming uh, the running backs, Ingram and Dobbins, can play and are effective? I'll be quite honest with you, Dayon. I have no idea uh, (laughs) because – this has never happened before. Uh, you know, there's never been a situation where, you know, a team has been ready to play a game on one day and then it's held a week later. Um, you know, so is there going to be uh, – is it going? Is the first quarter going to be ridiculously sloppy? Is it going to take a half? I have no idea uh, because, you know, the Steelers now haven't played a football game in almost, uh, well, a week and a half. So, you know, it, there could be some sloppiness here, but – uh, in terms of talent, uh, based on what I believe the Ravens will have available, uh, who knows? You know bet- what happens between now and then. Uh, th- they should they should be able to handle them very easily. Uh, you know, in, in the trenches uh, on both sides of the football, even without stuff onto it in this game. Yeah, that's really the thing that uh, you know not many have brought up. All the focus has been on Lamar Jackson. Um, well, up until yesterday, the two running backs, um, Snead being out at wide receiver. But really, what's going to kill Baltimore and what they won't have an answer for is missing three offensive linemen and three defensive linemen. I, I, I don't know any team that can, you know, outskill you while you're missing that much beef down in the trenches. Yeah, well, uh, you know, again, I don't know exactly who's going to be missing on that offensive line. The, the, Ra- the Ravens were juggling that offensive line to begin with. Um, you know, if you, if you look at... 
the potential of what they have here. And again, you know, tr- people were asking me all last week, well, is this guy going to play? Is that I have no idea. I have no idea what they're going to have available because, you know, the guys are coming in on and off the, of the, uh, the COVID list. Uh, it looks like they, they could have Tyree Phillips back. Uh, he was one of their starting guards. Remember he got hurt the first time against the Steelers yes. was a starting guard. Uh, we'll see if he plays. He's questionable for this game. Um, Orlando Brown was their right tackle. He's going to shift over to the left side as we saw against the uh, Steelers because, you know, they had the injury at, at left tackle in that game. And oh, by the way, are just one and three since that, since that injury happened. It's right. like the Ravens have been playing well. That's the whole thing about this. They can, they can stall and do whatever they want to do here, but they hadn't been, they've not been playing well. They've not played good football. Uh, you know, so, uh, you know, Tristan Colon Castillo will definitely get the start at center. Uh, because Matt Skura and Pat McCarry uh, aren't going to play in this game. We'll see about DJ Fluker, who's been their starting right tackle. If he's able to play, um, he's having back issues. Uh, it's just a mess, and, and you have no idea until we see what they bring, you know, what they what they put on the field. Uh, I find it uh, hilarious that they brought two planes uh, to Pittsburgh because they only have about 50, you know, 50 guys total. Uh, if well, they're lucky, I'll, I'll bet they're 45. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll bet they're I'll bet they're pretty socially distanced uh, on those aircraft. I, I guarantee you that's why they did it. Uh, but I, I'll tell you that the the matchup here at every position, and not to mention we even touch on RG three. Uh, and people think of RG three because he can't, you know. He came up big as a rookie in Washington a, a zillion years ago, and everyone attached the cool nickname to him. Uh, but this has not been an effective NFL quarterback for a very, very long time. No, he stinks. Uh, <laughs> quite frankly, he See, stinks. I'm used to being the non-diplomatic one around here, Dale. Come on. I mean, the people, the people thinking that this is somehow RG three from 2012 or 2013. That I mean, that's that's like ancient that's that's you know paleolithic times in nfl (laughs) you know this guy he's only 30 years old but he his his passer rating since 2016 is 67.7 i mean that people are people complain about mason rudolph mason rudolph's was passer rating was was almost 90 last year robert griffin stinks yeah. He, he was not good in that game last year against the Steelers. The Steelers lost that game in Baltimore last year that Robert Griffin started, not because no, Robert – No offense. Yeah. Because Devlin Hodges started the game. Yes. That yes. game was, it was 16-10 to 10 in, the, in the fourth quarter. Robert Griffin had done nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just I, – I just – I feel like it's – there's – we've talked about everything other than football leading into this game that I'm almost trying to manufacture something here, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, there's a lot of things that you'd like to see the Steelers, um, get a lot better at. And I think one positive, if you're allowed to use that word in any context anymore, that's not coronavirus, but one positive might be for the Steelers that the, the weather today is expected to be significantly better than what it, what it was yesterday. Uh, and that maybe you'll see the Steelers, you know, really get their act together offensively. You know what I mean? Use their skill guys, uh, get more diversified on offense and move the football consistently. Well, I think you're going to see them run the football uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, that's it, 
the one thing that, you know, if you look at this, um, their offensive line against that, that Ravens defensive front is going to have a, a, a big advantage. Uh, Benny Snell had a good game in that game last year down in Baltimore, had 90 rushing yards in that game. He was very good. He carried guys yeah. times in that game. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what he does. I mean, you know, to, I, I compared him. I mean, really, if you look at him and Gus Edwards, they're almost the same guy. Hmm. Uh, you know, they're kind of a, you know, you look at him, you say, well, you know, they're, they're kind of a, just a one downhill type runner. There, there's not a lot of, uh, you know, speed there. They're not real dynamic. But you look up at the end of the day and they're like, okay, he had 11 carries for 50 yards. Well, that's not bad. Uh, you know, this is what Benny Snell is. Uh, this is a big chance for him because, you know, basically since, the, since week one when he had 119 yards or 121 yards on 19 carries against the Giants, he's only been used in short yardage situations. Um, yes. So this is a chance for him to, to show that he can be the feature runner next year. So I expect him to come out and, and get 15 to 20 carries and show that he can, you know, he can be that guy. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, uh, and I know the coaching staff wants to see this as well, but you want to get, you want to see what Anthony McFarlane can do with five to 10 carries as well. Especially if they don't run him up the middle repeatedly. Last thing I have for you, Dale, um, how angry are the Steelers or, or whether that's controlled anger or fire or however it is that you'd want to describe it. How much more emotion will they take into this even than they normally would for a Pittsburgh-Baltimore game because of the way these past few days have gone? Well, I, I do know that the people that I've talked to within the organization aren't happy about this, and they haven't been happy about it since last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the players uh, aren't happy about it. So, you know, I think they will take some of their frustrations out on the Ravens. And I also, you know, believe that, you know, one of the reasons why they felt they needed to play this game this week is because they felt the Ravens were trying to game the system now, which they were, which they were, and still are. I I, I'm telling you, Dale, until they, that football flies, you know, they still are. I get it. I mean, that's John Harbaugh's job to put his team in the best position he can. And so I get it. Uh, But it's also Mike Tomlin's job to make sure that, you know, his team is in the, the best position it can be. And, you know, the, the best position the Steelers could be would be to play the game this week. They don't have any mm-hmm. interest in playing in week 18. Nope, nor should they. Nor should they. Uh, you know, obviously that would really benefit the Ravens to get guys back. Um, but, yeah, this, the Steelers aren't happy about this whole situation. Uh, it's just going to lead uh, to, to more uh, of the, I guess, the, the just uh, yet another big chapter in, in the Steelers-Ravens thing. That's why, you know, when the – when the San Francisco 49ers went to play or are going to play games at the Cardinal stadiums, their next two home games oh my God, at the I Cardinal stadium. Yeah. And I, and I tweeted, <laughs> out, I tweeted out like, could you imagine, could yeah. you imagine the Steelers going to Baltimore to play a couple Baltimore. of home games or vice versa? Or, never or, would happen. Or Cleveland or Cincinnati. I'm would sorry. Never happen. These are not, these are not wartime friends, you know, no. it just wouldn't happen. <laughs> it just wouldn't happen. And, and uh. so, yeah. This I'll is just you. another chapter in that. I'll see you over at the stadium, Dale. Maybe, maybe. I see sure hope so. I'm tired of talking about this game. <laughs> All right. When we come back, just one question.
At Point Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org. Welcome back. It's time for just one question. And this is a pretty good one. It comes to us from Swan via Twitter, who asks, if the Saints lost a seventh-round pick, what will the Ravens lose? Well, in addition to the football game today, Swan, ideally by about 60 or 70, to keep emphasizing that point, the Ravens had better lose a whole heck of a lot more than New Orleans did. For anybody who doesn't know, the Saints were docked that seventh-round pick and fined $500,000 because of a locker room celebration that got really exuberant and had very few masks visible in the video that ensued. Now, every team in the league has had these except, of course, for the New York Jets. And the Steelers are no exception. You might remember the videos that came out of Baltimore in particular uh, a month and change ago. But everybody's also gotten warned since then. The Saints had already been fined $350,000, at least Sean Payton had, for a previous infraction. So this was their second no-no. So the league came down hard on them. Oh, my goodness. These events are not comparable. The Saints jumping up and down after a W without masks is so not the same as Baltimore having a strength coach show up for work every day in the weight room, the place where players congregate and working without a mask. These are not similar things. These are not things that we should be discussing in the same question or answer with all due respect Swan the NFL should come down infinitely harder on the Ravens and yes I can hear you there's no way they'll do that I don't know how much more evidence anybody needs that the NFL has a couple of teams in particular that they coddle that they allow to get away with murder oops did I say get away with murder and the Ravens didn't mean to do that But that's what you're dealing with here. That's what you're dealing with. This commissioner has made no apology, has shown no remorse, no hesitation in doing favors for his owners with whom he's buddies. That's Robert Kraft in New England. It's Steve Biscotti in Baltimore. That's how he's operated for a long time, and he couldn't care less. Look, he survived Ray Rice. There's no way a commissioner should have survived suspending Ray Rice two games 
for being caught on video punching his girlfriend and knocking her out into that elevator. Literally a criminal act. He suspends Rice for two games and then only shows, uh, you know, fake remorse afterward. He never should have lasted. The Ravens should have been hit infinitely harder. Ooh, geez, I didn't mean to put it that way. The Ravens should have been punished way more severely than they were. But that's who you're dealing with. And just no one will be surprised when it's just a slap in the wrist. Thanks so much for listening today. The next show will obviously have, well, maybe it won't have, stuff about the game.